It's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denny. Okay, so today I'm here with Dave Warren, a um, good long-running friend of mine. Uh, we've kickboxed together, we went to school together, mm-hmm. we've um, yeah, we've knocked about a little bit together, haven't we? Um, yes. It's been a quite busy and full-on life, I'd say. Over, well over 20 years. Well wow. Over. So today we're going to talk about training, we're going to talk about the gym, we're going to talk about life struggles, we're going to talk about our school life, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about our friendship. We're going to talk about you losing your fam, your parents, your mum mm-hmm, and dad, both, yeah. and we're going to talk about all the issues around that as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite deep, guys. I think we've got our water. We haven't got any tissues. I've got a wet <laughs> towel now. Um, I'll wipe them if there's any. Yeah. So right, welcome to you, the yeah, Kickstart good to see you. podcast. Yeah, brilliant podcast. <clears throat> Kickstart the confidence podcast. I guess it's mine. I still can't even get it. Right. <laughs> um, I, I want to go straight in because yeah. I think it's going to be quite a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Let's just jump in for the people listening or watching. Um, so let's let's start at the beginning of school days. So we've been friends probably since we were like 10, 11 years old. I'd yeah, say. I reckon about 11. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. 11. Um, and like we were sort of discussing very quickly just, just before we started, <clears throat> we were trying to work out if it was at Parker, wasn't it? Or just before? Yeah, I, I think it was just before. Um, when I got into kickboxing, Scott, I was around Scott Ransom's house, good, yeah. a friend of ours yeah. that you trained with yeah, as well. Good, good friend. Yeah. Um, I was around his house and I saw all his trophies on the mantelpiece, you know, and he, I, I just said, oh, how'd you get all them? You know, and he said, oh, I'm a kickboxer. I've had kickboxing fights. And I was like, oh, man, I, I, I want to win some of them. I'll do that. <laughs> so my my love of martial arts and start from it, that it didn't really come as a love. I'd, I'd started watching Bruce Lee and stuff and yeah. I got into that kind of thing. And well, that's what you used to call yourself. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Um, there was Naz at Naz, that's it Naz wasn't it it wasn't Bruce it was Naz yeah I got ripped yeah. for that because I wanted to be like Prince Nazim that's right yeah yeah. Um, and then I, but I started watching Bruce Lee and I was sort of motivated a bit by that And yeah. then, but then I thought oh, I want to win some of them trophies yeah. so I started kickboxing with with, uh, with yourselves yeah um, and then I believe we started so that, that was back at Hastings Martial Arts so at HMA HMA with yeah. Paul back in the day yeah Paul slash Bobby yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so um, I'm still calling Paul I, I, do you know what I do? And he gave me a funny look. I think yeah. I called him Paul, or I mentioned him as Paul when yeah. I saw him at the uh, fight night that I had when I fought Sean Baxter. Yeah. And when I went, the, the look he gave me, I was just okay, like, so okay, no, 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 no. I think I'll get it, Bobby, now. Okay. I'll have to look out for that next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, and I started, um, yeah, I started the kickboxing then, and then I believe we started William Park School. Yeah, and then it was like, oh yeah, Carl, Carl, you're from you're from kickboxing, and I don't think we were the best of friends at first. Quite a lot of rivalry, weren't there? Yeah, between us, you know, it was yeah. kind of like a lot of bickering and bantering going on at school, and yeah. then I got in the neck a bit, and they were like, Carl, Denny's better than you. And I was like, no, he's not better than me. <laughs> I'm better than him, and it was a bit like that, weren't it? And it yeah, started it was, that way. Yeah. 
And we all had different sort of skills, me and you did back then, didn't we? It was yeah. kind of like, um, I was very leggy. Yeah. You know, you weren't as flexible as me, I've got to say it. Still not there. Yeah, so, but then you had the superior hands. Yeah. So you used to bash me up and like, so I've got that medical slip still yeah. when you busted my nose. Yeah, um, yeah and <laughs> if I had it with me, I'd show it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so um, that was that was where we met. Um, and obviously then it was school and the ride we started from there. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say as well, because, you know, a lot of people say this now, but, oh my God, you're best mates, you're best mates. And we weren't mates, but we mm. like, at school mm. to start with, it was, it was rivals because... Obviously, back then, we didn't have Snapchat and Instagram. You just had no. being at school. And yeah, yeah. obviously, we would be training, competing, and we would get everyone else wanted to know who was the best. Mm. And it wasn't just between me and you. There was a few other people as well. Mm. Um, and everyone, everyone, basically, I remember, like, 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 top of the steps in the year 7 playground. And like, I remember people trying to get us to fight. And they would, like, they'd come up to me and go, well, Dave thinks he's better than you. Mm. Like, and I was quite chilled. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Do you know what I mean? But like, there will be people who go, you ain't fucking better than me. I'm going to go and see him. <laughs> and that happens a lot nowadays. People will actually yeah. try and instigate a fight and that they do it more on computers now. But yeah. I think I used to get quite a lot of that. People used to try and go like Rob or Dave would be like, oh, Dave said he beat you up last week. Or, mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And probably vice versa as well. So we wasn't, although we were training partners and friends, mm. there was that little bit of... It was rivalry, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, it wasn't that we really disliked each other. It wasn't no. that. Um, I do remember we had a punch up once. Do you remember? We had a little, and I punched you in the playground. <laughs> I do remember that. Steps, do you remember why? Um, you said my mum was ill in hospital, but then you you shouted over to me. You went, "Your mum," <laughs> <laughs> and I calmly, I calmly turned around and just took a stroll over to you. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Oh man, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, your mum. Yeah. That was the insult back then, guys, by the way. Um, yeah, that was when we were idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dave came over to hit me, um, and he did hit me, uh, <laughs> square in the face. Um, and then I remember, like, everyone around us going, hit him back, hit him back. And I remember sitting there going, like, oh, I'm not really fucking up, but I'm not hitting him back. I'm, <laughs> I'm not giving him that sense of, you've hurt me. So I just stood him up, did that, did that. And everyone's going, chin him, chin him, punch him, fight, fight. And I'm like, nah. And everyone's like, why won't you fight him? I'm like, well, I don't need to. And I can remember I didn't want to fight. So I did it. And then I turned around and just strolled off. Walking <laughs> off thinking, is he going to come after me? Is yeah. he going <laughs> yeah. yeah. to it, it's, it's that face, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. I didn't want to fight. So I tried to show as much face as I could mm. in not fighting. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you, you reacted to what I said, but mm. then didn't continue the fight on. No, I was did. very, very unstable then though, yeah. as oh, well. I was yeah. quite like... You know, and that shows it, you know, to turn around and react like that, you know, when somebody just goes to your mum, I mean, to be I mean, fair. it was a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I was quite unstable then at that point and it, that had built up, but. Yeah. So that's that's how our friendship mm. blossomed from there. It, yeah, it began and, and um, yeah, obviously, I do remember how it developed later on, but that's kind of jumping on the gun yeah, yeah. when I came to HKA, so we could yeah. probably hold fire on that one for yeah. a bit, but. Um, so you were a little bit on and off of our training, wasn't you? So a little bit. Um, with so HKA. Yeah, so you was with the HMA. Yep. So you was in and you got quite good. I got quite good. Danny, Ross, the team, Ian Ford, all of that. Like We kind of developed all good. And then I remember you sort of springing off and on a little bit. Um, yeah, that was towards, I'd say, the end yeah. um, of HMA. So I was very consistent from about 11-ish, yeah. whatever age I was, I started. Um, so I was training like seven days a week in both yeah. words, you know, just yeah, non-stop. Yeah. And it was, it was eat, sleep, breathe, wasn't it? Like, oh, literally, yeah. finish school, gym, 
gym, gym, gym, like four till nine, yeah, five, six days a week, Sunday morning running, like we were like all in. Seven days. It, yeah. yeah, it didn't stop. And it wasn't like today, like there was no days off. Um, but we were so hungry for it back then as the youngsters oh, as well, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is different. You know, some youngsters are hungry now, some aren't like we were. Hungry for the bloody Xbox. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's what does it. Yeah. It is. It's social media. It's Xbox. It's 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 like can't be bothered. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we were full on. Um, I loved it, and we trained nonstop. But then it got to I think about the age of fifteen, sixteen, and you know, the life starts to kick in. You yeah. know, oh, there's this thing called beer. <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty cool. Oh, oh, and that's a girl. Yeah, yeah she's I, got I, long hair. I, I, I like her. You know, and, and stuff like that. And and life, life, life started that. I mixed in with the wrong crowd. Um, from probably about the age of, yeah, somewhere between the age of 15, 16 yeah. and started fighting a lot on the street. Yeah, I was still training at HMA then and that was when obviously um, I do remember the fallout with with Paul, Bobby. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that because yeah. uh, there'll be some people will want to know, there'll be some people that probably won't give two monkeys but no. back then, like if you misbehaved or if you've naughty, certainly, certainly with our instructor, mm. um, <clears throat> like you knew about it, didn't you? Oh, you, you spoke out to him, you know about it. Yeah. Like people talk about people being strict now. Mm. We go back then. And I feel like it's kind of made us who we are today. Mm. Um, and Connie certainly helped mould us. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you, I, I remember I was training quite hard and then I remember you going off a little bit and I remember it, the people saying, like, where's Dave? And then obviously- I actually stopped. Yeah. And look, mm. But then we heard like stories, like, have you had Dave's got in a fight? And have you had Dave's like causing a bit of trouble in town? And, mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So can you talk? To me, a little bit about that. Yeah, so we was... Do this is from what I... The best of my memory, what I can yeah. remember, it's been a long time ago now. It was um, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it about 1995, actually. Yeah. Um, basically, we was going through the black belt grading, and it yeah. was all done, as you know, in stages. Um, survival course first. I came on the survival course, oh, did yeah, the black belt grading. Yeah. It was good fun, you know. We you were, were waffling with Dan, and then you got dragged away. <laughs> yeah, dragged away by the um, foreign legion <laughs> yeah. officers that was actually turned out to be Paul yeah. and Ian. Um, yeah, so I did the survival course for the black belt grading. Then we did the um, a fitness circuit and a big run on another day. Yeah. And then I remember doing the black belt grading on a day as well, which is all the technique and stuff. And yeah. then obviously there was the similar thing to HK. There was the, the waiting time and stuff. Yeah. So, so I'd gone through that, done it all. And then I was hanging around with the wrong crowd at the same time. And there was a, um, a couple of big guys that started on our group as lads when we were younger. And... I remember one of the lads, I won't mention his name, but said, oh, go, go, go and kick him in the head. You know, you know, and I just thought, oh, you know what? Yeah, why not? I'm going to do it. Like, I've been training long. I'm fine. I'm tough. I can do. So I kicked this guy in the head, you know, um, knocked him down to the floor. And then we all just swarmed him and we were kicking more, him in the head and time. punching him on the floor. Yeah. And this big, this big guy came over and, and I punched this big guy. He went down on the floor. And from that moment on, it did the worst thing for me, really. It made me feel like I was like some sort of king, you know, and I, I'm tough, I'm hard, you know, yeah. at that stupid young age. Um, and then I went around gloating about it to everybody. It's all like all my friends and stuff. And it got back to Paul. Yeah. And I turned up for training that Which week. Which you will do because Hastings yeah. is a very small town. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it got back to Paul. And I, um, yeah, I turned up for training that following week and I came down and he got everybody just round in the circle, you know, just sort of like getting ready to bow and stuff. And he said, before we start, I just want to say one thing, you know, and I, I still remember this to this day. I don't know yeah. if you remember it very well. Not to the word. No. I um, but I, he basically, I don't, I don't remember it word for word, but he did turn around and, and have a right guy at me in front of me. He said, now I've heard that you 
and pointed over at me have been fighting, you know, in town. You've been going around bragging about it, thinking you met a tough guy. Well, I don't like it. And I don't like it in my gym. And you can fuck off if you're going to be like that, basically. Excuse my language. Um, you know, if that needs to be edited. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're out of it. Yeah, we're yeah. Um, so, so anyway, I was very, very embarrassed. Um, and I, I literally, we hadn't been, you know, the presentation for the black belt hadn't been done. Yeah. And I... Um, I literally just stormed off, walked out, and I remember yeah. going upstairs crying. That's the bit I remember. Yeah. That's the bit I remember you storming out. And I never came back to HMA after that. Yeah. Um, but there was no malice, I think. Um, I did receive a letter, like we spoke about earlier, yeah. um, which I believe was from Paul. Um, I don't know. But, you know, saying to me, you know, we need a, an update on your training from the Hastings Sports Foundation for a grant. You know, we need an update on your training to find out how you're doing. You know, you're doing well in the British rankings and stuff. Yeah. Ah, um, oh, when we had the rankings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we had them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never came back after that. And British I went, number one, by the way, I'm just saying. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> our club, we smashed yeah. it. I mean, we, we were did. all champions. Yeah. I mean, I beat a guy called James Hurst, who I'm friends with on Facebook for the title. I'm friends with him on Facebook now. Yeah. The I guy know. I beat for the title. Wicked. Um, yeah, um, but uh, again, going back to that, I yeah. never came back to to HMA after that, and I continued to go down the wrong path, um, which I'm not proud of at all. It was disgusting. Some of the stuff I did and how I didn't end up in prison, any or a young offenders thing. I don't know. Just you know, fighting, but it wouldn't just be fighting and punching somebody. It'd be fighting, and then once the guy's on the floor, you just do two free, yeah. two free jumps well, on his head. Would Would you say that's because the why did you choose that path? Did you follow a crowd? Yeah. I was in a crowd and there was girls in the crowd as well. And there was my friends in the crowd. And I felt like it would be cool. Yeah. You know, I, I could be a cool one. I could be a tough one. You know, I, I, I wanted to be popular. I just yeah. wanted to feel popular and wanted. Yeah. And, and, you know, I felt like that was what needed to be done in that era yeah. to be popular. And how old was you then? About 15, 16. Yeah. So, so fi finishing school. So, so finishing school. Yeah. yeah. Year 11. Yeah. Um, I think I got picked on a bit in school as well by, you know, the likes of Robert McKenzie and people like that. Yeah. A few people, you know, when I say picked on, I dished it back. Yeah. But. Always pushing buttons. Yeah. Always I was getting my buttons pushed all the time. Yeah. And I think I came out of school with that, that anger about yeah. it, you know. And then um, I think once I'd hit somebody for the first time and put them on the floor in a street fight, I thought. Oh, right, okay. I came out of a shell. Yeah. A shell which I'm not proud of and a shell which I think now, looking back on it, is really disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I look back on it now and I'm glad I learned and I'm glad I made that mistake. And, yeah. And Do you think that's helped you now? Yeah. To who you are today as a... Yeah, as a without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I look... Me and my friends, you know, that were involved in it as well, I still bump into some of them now as well and still yeah. speak to some of them and we talk about it and we, we just say, oh, I can't believe we didn't end up in prison. Can't believe you know that happened. I can't believe we did that. Yeah. So we do look back with regret, and I think that does help. You know, and it, it gives you maturity. I think yeah. as time goes well, on, you've learned from it because obviously you're not like that anymore. You're no. not in prison. Obviously, you were. No. I mean, there'll be people that don't know you uh, that are listening, mm. and they'll be like, "Oh my god!" Like he sounds like a terrible person. Mm. Um, you know, we all go through stages, and it's like it's really big of you to admit it and to mm. come on. Mm. You know, and. Talk, talk about it out loud mm, yeah. and it is difficult because as you know as like we you know we teach a lot of children that are struggling at school yeah. that you know ha are mm. either have gone down the wrong path or are going down the wrong path mm -hmm. and we try and do our best to try and sway them for me obviously the gym was mm -hmm. 
you know, one of the biggest parts. And I, I feel that because you was kicked out of the gym yeah. for that one incident, yeah. that almost pushed you off of the gym and mm. towards that lifestyle as well. Yeah. Because you would have then resented us and the gym and Paul. And- it, it could have gone down a completely different path, which I'm so glad why I turned that around and decided to go back to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which you, which Dave has done um, for many years now. And we're, yeah. we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've done five, six years training. We, we've left school. Yep. You went down a bit of a bad path. Yep. Um, how long was that for? Was that like... Um, over a couple of year period, I'd say. A couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah. Once I turned 18, I started being allowed to go out drinking. You know, I could go down a nightclub and, and have some fun legally, you know, and yeah. do it all properly. You know, it wasn't all hidden and like, you know, people thinking you're a young kid, you're you're, you're a grown man yeah. at 18. You know, you can go out and do it. You're allowed to now. Yeah. So I did go out and have my fun like I did, but I started to rekindle my training again back a couple of years after that. So it took a couple of years, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Because um, you... um. Or oh, where should we go? So before we go to that, mm. what did you achieve at the HMA days? So what standard did you get to? Obviously, I know, but no one else listening to knows. So, so yeah, when you say standard, you're talking belt. Yeah. So so what? Because we, we had the, the the rankings back in that time. Yeah, yeah. We had the weight categories. So how far did you get with the grading and the com- competitions? Yeah. Like so with competitions and grading, I mean, I I was pretty much undefeated. I lost one fight. Um, um, and that was a British title fight, which was my second semi-contact fight. Yeah. Um, and it was a last minute thing. I wasn't supposed to fight for it. There was in my age category, a championship fight had come up the British championship and I lost it. Yeah. I went on to win every fight apart from a draw. Yeah. And I was in Norwich. I still remember it because it was one of the only ones, but I won <laughs> most of my fights. So I probably had around 60 or 70 um in total with all the yeah, tournaments we maybe were, more we were active weren't we? it was right. non-stop every, every couple of our records like they're like how do you have so many fights we're like we would fight friday saturday sunday yeah like three days a week and it was every couple of months yeah i remember yeah, yeah. so i mean say 60 70 fights is probably not enough it would probably more like 100 maybe more yeah oh yeah definitely um so, yeah so when i was 15 i won the british bkbu british title beat a guy, a guy called james hurst who are friends of on facebook now so if it's, this is posted on my facebook hello james you know who i haven't forgotten hello james been a while yeah, he was from Heathrow kickboxing with marty oh, cox he's he's back on the scene have you seen him? He's, he's so back on the scene. He's probably sorry, my if like if that's the case, you've probably always been on the scene. But with his boys, because his boy Bicox yeah. Junior is bloody good. Yeah, and good so like over the last couple of years, I've I've been seeing a bit more of him now. So yeah, yeah it's just ironic. I'm like, yeah, well, I remember yeah. riffing me and fighting back. That's in the right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I won the British title back in 1995. <laughs> um, obviously, we only ha- held the title for a year. I defended it once. Yeah. Um, never, never had to defend it after that because obviously I moved up to next age category, yeah. but I'd left at that point anyway. Yeah, so you, 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 so to undefeated. Effectively, it was undefeated, but I'd only defended it once, so I wasn't like a massive, like I hadn't defended my title seven times, yeah. you know. Um, Grading-wise, yep, I would say I'm a brown belt. Yeah. Um, I did do all the black grading. Um, didn't make it to the awards presentation yeah. of getting the black, but then obviously I re-went back to the BKBU in 2003 with Brian Dessette who yeah. are friends on Facebook, who will see this. Hi, Brian. Um, yeah, so I went back and did the instructor's course with Spirit Combat and they beasted me for a whole weekend. Yeah. Um, I went up there for two days, I'd stay up in Woking. Yeah. Um, and it, like I say, it wasn't just technique, it was fitness. It was yeah. everything, which is what the certificate was up and half. Yeah, it's just a long hell, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it was because I wanted to open up my own club at the time Yeah. Um, and just pass on some knowledge. So I started to really mature, yeah. you know, and I wanted to pass it on, but I began 
training again at that point, you know, um, and training full contact. Obviously, now I was old enough to, to fight to full go, contact. To go on, yeah. But so yeah, that was in 2003. Yep. So make you, what, 23, 24 20, years old? Uh, yeah, I started full contact training just after I broke my leg. You know, terrible. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Didn't even, so you nearly died? Uh, yes. And then like, when, yeah. when we say guys like nearly died, I mean, yeah. he nearly died. So yeah. you, how old was you when that happened? Uh, tw- uh, about 22. 22. 2002. And you were playing football? Yeah. I remember hearing this story. Yeah. It was um, horrendous. Yeah. So playing football? Playing football, Sunday morning. Um, I was going to play the football match and go to work. And um, just um, I was running through on goal, big competitive match. And um, a player, um, one friend's on Facebook, uh, Nigel Small. Um, he you just came in. Well <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. He's a really nice guy. Um, he came in diagonal from sort of like the back of me and just jumped in two-footed and um, just just landed. Basically, just as I trod down on the floor, he hit me, stunts in. Um, and my leg just flapped around and oh. flying through the air. But the it had broke, broken my shin bone and my tibia, my fib, my tibia, tibia and fibia. Yeah. Um, but the shin bone, the thick bone had split out and broke my shin pad and, and came out my, the side of my leg. So there was a white bone sticking out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Is he squeamish? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but obviously I was, there was problems with the ambulance getting up because the gates were locked and they couldn't get up to me. So I was on the pitch for about 20 minutes, half hour. Yeah. So I'd lost a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, so and, it went through. Did it go through on your veins? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, where it burst through muscle veins, it, yeah. like it, obviously you just split everything. Um, yeah. I've still got the big hole on my leg from yeah. it now. Tiny scar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it. I'd lost so much blood. Um, borderline having a transfusion, but I woke up in intensive care. Um, after the operation, the operation went quite wrong. Um, but it was fixed well, but it just longer than anticipated, and I lost a lot of blood. And and yeah, yeah it, it it could have killed me. And you know, very close to. Yeah. Which. Completely off target, but or off off um, topic. But people say to me all the time about getting punched and kicked in the face and injuries. And obviously, parents will say to us, "Oh, I don't want my little Johnny oh, getting hurt. Yeah. He's going to get punched yeah. in the face." First of all, we are protected, but literally all of the injuries that I see and hear of are mm. football, cricket, yeah, and basketball. Yeah, it, kickboxing actually has been a, a little bit of a bleed, bloody nose. A little bit yeah. of a black eye. At the most. Um, bit of cauliflower ear from the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah. But football has been horrendous. Like. But you'd never hear a parent go, oh, I don't want my, my boy playing football because he's going to get hurt. No. But all the injuries are from football. Yeah. Like games that are meant to be non-contact. Yeah. So It's, yeah, um, a damn sight worse than, than the martial yeah. arts. We've got know. padding and we've got respect as well. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. If someone's getting hurt, you stop. Yeah. Exactly that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's proof of pudding. Yeah. <laughs> go so, play yeah, football. <laughs> it was um it was quite a, a big recovery process going through that but it was after that recovery that i decided right you know i've had a great recovery from this you know i'm walking again i'm going to get back to training i, I want to start fighting full contact you know i, I want to put this into good use and i started training um that was back with um john this was before hk days yeah um it was with john wilson and phil pinkney yep that was where my my full contact career sort of started yeah yeah and how many fights full contact did you do? Uh, oh, my days. To give you a number, I couldn't tell you, but I fought probably about 15 times of casino rooms full contact. Um, I went on to fight in the, um, a lot of like like on tournaments and stuff through them as well. Yeah. Um, then I went back to the BKBU yeah. and obviously did my coaches um, and my instructors course, and yeah. which is effectively like the black belt. Yeah. Um, and I would uh, probably about 15... 20 full contact fights through the BKBU. Wow. Um, 
then I did to say it was just a casino rooms had 15 on fights but then I fought at sorry yeah um, then well, I fought at um, uh, Perfleet yeah. uh, Circus Tavern wow with yeah. WK it, the not pit the, yeah WKA <laughs> yeah 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 um, so they just mixture all over the place really um, uh, they did a lot of shows all over so I mean all in all full contact wise taking away MMA and taking away any K1 bouts I had I had a few K1 bouts at BKD yeah. as well you're probably talking about 50-60 yeah. In total, so you've had a lot, haven't you? It, it's a lot, yeah. And then West Hill, you know, yeah, there's just, in. there's yeah. just, I mean, I just, I haven't stopped really. Yeah, you know, it's been a constant full contact career from from then onwards. Really, you might have had like six months, six months out from an injury, yeah, or something. Yeah, um, it was nonstop. Which it was good, busy, like like really busy. Yeah, yeah, like busier than me to a point in reality. In respect to, because I went down the like went down the instructor. I guess after. you went down the instructor route more, yeah. So it was busy. I mean, like I said, I tried the instructor route, but I found I was training too much. And you can't do the both, not properly, not fight yeah. fully. People keep saying to me about getting back in the ring. I'd love to. I love yeah, fighting, you but that, you yeah. cannot fight train and coach. And it's all right if you're only coaching two classes a week. Mm. But like we do like 50 classes a week now. I can't manage staff and coach and get my fighters ready no. and train myself. It's impossible. No. no. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to be getting up at 5 a.m. and going for a run. No. Because I've then got nine hours coaching. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got life. I've got daughters. I've got you know, mm. a wife and an ex-wife to try and keep happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. True. Yeah, yeah. We've all got that. Um, but yeah, no, I was... Um, but yeah, whether I would fight again, I don't know. I consider it a possibility. Never um, say never. I won't say never. Never say no. never. Because we will get back in. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, um, there might be people sort of listening, kind of going like, "Cool, there's a lot. There's a lot of kickboxing chat or gym chat." But I mean, th- like, this is our life. We know nothing, mm. or in my head, we know nothing else. No, and a lot's gone on. And I, I do feel that there's probably quite a few people that want to know. If not, they can just skip forward to the next section. Mm. Um, so you went. You went back to full contact. You went back to John Field, and you've done that. Yep. You started teaching your own class a little bit as well. Yep, I've had a club, yeah. So, yeah. And so you kind of understand that whole kind of teaching a little bit and yeah, um, trying to train as well. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I struggled with it. I had my club for about a year and a half. Yeah. And people said, like people said to me when you're running your own club as well, oh, have you heard Dave's got his own club? And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, well, does that not push you off? I'm like, well, not really. I don't think HK was even. This was back in 2003. Yeah, so I was. HK, I, it was, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't a business. It was just me teaching. So although I wasn't a business, I was running classes. You know what I didn't but, even know that. But it's because we wasn't. say common knowledge. We wasn't a bit like a public business. It was just me coaching, like you were coaching. I just had five, six classes a week. Right. But yeah. the people that were in that circle, obviously, oh, Dave started a class. I'm like, that's not a problem. Like, do you know what I mean? It generally wasn't a wow, problem. Wow, like, I didn't even know that. Like, so you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you got to Brown or you kind of got to Black but wasn't awarded it. Mm. And then obviously I knew that you had mm. got your Black for, you know, Hastings is a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew you'd won your titles. I knew you'd gone to Black full contact. I knew you'd trained with John. So it's not like you were some dickhead. Just that, random guy that yeah, was just doing guy. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And like someone else, like it, I didn't see it as a threat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. it, it wasn't like you'd opened up a five thousand square foot gym next door and were trying to poach my customers. No. I knew that you had a select, you know, a, a good handful of close knit students. Yeah. So, yeah. All I'd done really was I just uh, went went leafleting, just um, yeah. just you know, just I'd, I'd had uh, leaflets made up, popped them all in my local area because I started at Calvert Church yeah, in the church right, hall, yeah. just hide it out just yeah. twice a week. And um, then just 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 my first night's classes, just people just come through the door. Yeah. And like, oh, I'd like to try this, I'd like to try this. Just had loads of sets of gloves and stuff and mm. some mats and 
and away you went from there. But uh, to be honest, I think that's probably the start of you going back to coaching, which then in turn, I, I, I'm a great believer in we're always going to end up mm. in the same place. Mm. We just might take a few different paths getting there. Yeah. So I believe you've gone off that on, was the start of it. on to a different path, on a shitty path, but then you've kind of come back to the next mm. path, your full contact side, which has then brought you back to your coaching thing. Yeah. And obviously now you've come back to... It probably made me capable now, you know, if I hadn't have done that. Yeah. You know, you may not have felt as comfortable having me. You know, you've asked me numerous times, you know, like, oh, you, you cover an advanced class tonight and I've just turned up and yeah. I'd like to think, you know, you, I've done it and you've been like, Dave's got that class, it's cool. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I generally am. I really am 100% comfortable with saying, right, like, so for example, yeah. like yesterday I wasn't there. But I'm really comfortable with going, right, I know I'm not there and I know my members are in safe hands. Yeah. Now, 10 years ago, it would have been like, well, I'm away and I've got, you know, a group of eight or 10. Mm -hmm. Now throughout an evening there could be a hundred mm. people mm. so it's a little bit different so yeah. i need to make sure my staff are skilled qualified yeah but more than anything capable and trustworthy mm. it's not like oh can you take that class of eight now it's like we had michelle come down with her group as well and i need to make sure that like we have tarts beginner cadets advanced cadets and then mm. advanced and i need to be able to make sure whoever's in yeah. yourself or mm. jenny or charlotte or whoever mm. i need to make sure that they're covered because we're bigger than oh we're just going to see Carl now. Mm, it, mm. You know, it really has grown, and that's been really scary for me the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, so to be able to get friends, coaches, members, staff, whatever we're going to call you, mm. to to know that you guys have got to ship for mm. whatever reason, because you know I'm you know I'm starting to do some more self development on myself. Mm. I'm trying to make myself grow to be a better person. So I you know if I didn't go away last year on my courses, I wouldn't mm. be able to employ you. No, nah. so I wouldn't have took you on as a member of staff. So you wouldn't have been able to afford to or wouldn't I wouldn't have been afford to because mm. I wouldn't have been in the position to do that yeah. so I've had to step out and step backwards mm. or sideways to allow that to grow which is still a scary step for me I'm still mm. learning I was away yesterday learning yeah. to try and be better um, which obviously I'm going to try and implement over the next six months yeah yeah, yeah. So, well it's working so far so that path basically um, has brought you back so you know yeah. you, we, we started when we was 11 mm. we're now not 11 <laughs> no <laughs> No, 40 so, this year. Yeah, 40 this year. So, Crazy. you know, 29 years. Yeah. Yeah. 29 years. How many people can say that, okay, we haven't been mate, like, we don't speak, well, we didn't speak to each other a day, but like, we've been friends. So. Yeah, I mean, we have been. And like, say how it comes back to this as well. Like, say it's not just that, like, you can be friends, you can, you can be rivals, you can then go to friends and then you can to suddenly just go back to this. And I remember how it happened. I remember bumping <laughs> into you. Yeah, yeah. Just, but I was doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Five years of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. With Paul. Brazilian jiu-jitsu with Paul Bridges. Yeah. yeah. Great coach. Um, I did five years, about, about five years with him, got my blue belt with him. Yeah. And I just, money was a bit tight then. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. And we bumped into each other in town and just said, you know, like, you just said, oh, why don't you come back, train a bit of kickboxing, you know, not coach, you didn't ask me to coach, you didn't no. ask me to come on, you, you said, why don't you get back into it, you know, you've got the skill, you've got the talent, come back. Yeah. Um, I said, to be quiet, Carl, you know, I can't afford it, and you said to me, you know, you help me, yeah. you know. Because like, you, you, we're going to go into that in a minute. Yeah. Because you're having a bit of a bad time, that's what I, that's why I said it. Yes, yeah, I was going through a lot of a rough time, I think, yeah, the dad situation had happened at that point, yeah. um, it was 2013, so yeah, probably been a HK about, so yeah, it was. It was about that time. And you said to me, don't worry about money. Don't worry about anything. You know, just, and I really loved you and respected you for that. Yeah. You know, that you just thought you, you weren't trying to do it no. for money. No. You know. Well, no, I gave you free training. It, 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 <laughs> you just said to me, you're part of it. You know, yeah. just maybe help out a bit of coaching just instead of like paying for it. Yeah. And and it, it 
yeah, it gave me a little drive. It gave me a little something. And when I was in counselling for a lot of my problems, yeah, they'd said to me, "You must go back to your training. You must go back to your training." Yeah, yeah, because we did have that conversation. Yeah, um, and and I just said to the counsellor, "No, I can't see how punching people is going to help." Yeah, you know, um, and the counsellor said, "It's what you do. It's part of your life." He yeah. said, "It's what makes you you." Yeah, so do it, and I did. You know, and it's certainly look where it's ended up now. Yeah. You know, yes, I'm not perfect. I'm still on a journey. You've had some bumps, though, mate. Massive. You've had some bumps. Yeah. Um, it's been tough. So I, I want to say, just before we go into this, so we're 32 minutes in, um, I remember seeing you in town, and obviously we'd see each other here and there, and we'd chit-chat, and I knew you were doing your jiu-jitsu, and I'd seen you doing your jiu-jitsu, because I'm good yeah. friends with Paul anyway. And obviously Paul used to train in our club, for a couple of years as well so right. you know it, it, it's yeah. a very close-knit circle so i'd see you in the papers and in passing and kind of stuff and we would chat anyway <coughs> and then i remember seeing you and um <clears throat> you had some issues going on which we we can go into in a minute and mm. i remember seeing you i remember thinking you was, i felt like you was broken and you said mm. you said about you was counseling and i said to you look just get back to the fucking in all fairness that's my answer to everything if some yeah. people struggling yeah. just get to the gym get to the gym yeah. just get to the fucking gym hit people <laughs> like because life i have a bad day I can have like a really bad day mm, mm. and I can get through them doors, start punching a bag or someone. Yeah. And yeah. it just makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Again, people that don't understand that won't understand it. Get to the gym and try it. Yeah. And then you'll get it. Even if you're in Scotland, go to a gym in Scotland or America or wherever you're listening, just go to a gym and hit someone at something. Mm. Mm. Um, but anyway, mm. so I remember seeing you broken. Um, mm. And I know it sounds really horrible. No, I was. Um, I get it, you know. Uh, and I remember talking to Sean about it when we got home. But anyway, I said, come to gym, and he was like, I can't afford it because you're having a rough time. And I'm thinking, mm. well, like, saying money's no object. Obviously, we have to pay rent. But mm. it was like, well, I'd rather you get to gym and be better mm. than crash. Yeah, yeah, and break down. Mm. Mm. So that was me going, well, oh, fucking hell, Dave. You're a mate. Just come sort back. your shit out, pull your pants up. Mm. I know it's hard. Mm. Get to gym, sort the money out later. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're there or not, let's be honest, it's gonna make no difference to the business it, in respect to money. No, money, it's, it's a few quid it's, um, from from the money side of it. You yeah, know, you're back then. You're five pound or not five pound. You know, I'd rather have you there and know that you're getting through whatever you're getting through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the start of our return or your return to us. Yeah. Um, mm. Someone else said to me that day, it's like I returned into the nest. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. fucking weird. But, like, even having comments out, I'm still like, really? Well, okay. But, like, it just, like, it, yeah, weird. I still can't. <laughs> you can't yeah. keep around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't even say it. No. Um, so, this is kind of where it's going to get a little bit darker. So, yeah. Can you talk to us about where you were? So, obviously, you come back to the gym, but before you come back to the gym, yeah, yeah, but so before. Um yeah. the dark part. It all it all from the counsellor, what the counsellor said when I described my sort of past, it all started really um when my mum was sort of ill through my childhood growing up. Yeah. Um she um she had bipolar, which back in like, you know, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five, yeah. that wasn't quite as um quite as diagnosed back then. So in which case back then you know if I you think there's bipolar, a lot less knowledge about anything like that yeah as well, if you had right, bipolar right. back then you were kind of nuts basically so my mum was sectioned um, for the first time under the mental health so act. that's when they knew yeah she was doing all sorts of crazy things and I can remember one time in particular I was four 
um, and I had school in the morning. Um, and uh, I've got an older brother, Michael, who's in his late fifties. He was a postman at the time. Um, my mum sort of coming in, calling me Michael, waking me up for my postman job at three in the morning. My dad having to drag my mum out of the bedroom, you know, saying, leave the boy alone, Ruth, he needs to sleep. He's got school in the morning, you know? And she went, but it's Michael, he needs to get up for work. You know, so it was that deep, that that serious. Yeah. And she ended up being a danger to herself and got sectioned. Um, well, she was sectioned through her life, um, through my childhood, probably about three times up until the very last time, which was a couple of months before she passed away, um, which we'll get into in a bit. But mm. um, uh, that started, I think, to develop some sort of anxieties in me and like fear of loss was a big thing that the counsellor said I had. Yeah. It was like, um, so I, and I took that through into relationships with me. You know, I'd be in a relationship with a partner and then I'd feel like I could lose her, yeah. even though she loved me. And, yeah. and, and, so nothing and, was going wrong. But nothing still... was going wrong in the relationship at that moment. But yeah. I thought, but that guy could be better than me. That person could be better than me. Yeah. So I might lose this part partner and it stirred up anxieties and problems. And that's where it began. It stemmed from the start of lo my mum being taken away in section for two or three months at a time. Yeah. Just, just the thought being of losing someone. Yeah. You manifested that into... Yeah, and I didn't even realise it was happening. Relationships. Yeah, I was, I was in a relationship completely happy, but then I would feel like I could lose that person and I didn't know where that came from and that was anxiety and depression sort of setting in. Yeah. And it went. I went through my life, I kind of ticked ticked through my life and um, you know, had my children. I had a few relationships with children in them, um, loved all my children, still see all my children. Um, but I, I believe part of me screwed up relationships in the past as well. You know, I messed them up and yeah. did things wrong. Um, and then obviously I hadn't sought counselling at this point, but it all came to a head when my dad passed away. Now my dad just protected me through my life, through the whole situation. My mum, every time she was sectioned, you know, my dad was the one that sort of brought me up. He took time off work to raise me, get me to school and stuff. Um, he was my protector, you know. Yeah. We both believe in, in Jesus, the same things, you know, and my dad used to pray with me all the time and make me feel good, you know, when when, when things, the chips were down in yeah. certain times. And I was very, very close to my dad. And then um, back in 2013, uh, he was only 54. Um, he was uh, killed by by the hospital uh, conquest. Um that's the only thing I can really say about it. There is a non-disclosure agreement on it for me to discuss it in detail. Yeah. But he was killed by the Conquest Hospital. Wow. Um, um, and it was it was an accident. Yeah, they didn't deliberately kill him. It no. was just mistakes and faults. Right. And I don't hold anything against them. Um, but I just, you know, he went in for a routine checkup and he was a bit poorly. And then they did everything wrong. And basically, I got a phone call in the middle of the night after a couple of days of being in there just saying, your dad's gone. And I'm just mm. like... Gone. Good. Gone. Where? What? what he's walked out of the hospital. Yeah. Like, nah, put him? He oh. died. He passed away. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, leaving. I was actually living with a friend at the time, and I remember leaving the house and looking up to the sky and, and talking to to Jesus at the time, praying, just saying. I said, I said, Lord, no, Lord, no, no, no. And I just felt on my heart just things coming back in on me, just saying, Yes, son. Yes, son. He's with me now. He's with me now. And I wouldn't accept it, you know. Um, yeah. And I was crying uncontrollably. What was the first thing I did? Went straight to see my mum, you know. Went straight to my mum's house. My mum broke down in tears, you know. She prayed with me, you know. Tried to fill the boots that my dad would have would have done yeah. with me if it had been the opposite, losing my mum. Yeah. Um, and my mum changed then, you know, changed yeah. massively. My dad used to call me son all the time. 
but mum used to call me Davy. Yeah. So my mum started calling me, come in, son, you know, and started trying to change into my dad, bless her, yeah. you know. Um, but when when dad went, obviously it was um, it was a huge hole. Uh, I mean, I felt pain like I've never felt before. Yeah. And I was probably about three or four weeks after that, I was very, very suicidal. Um, and I remember there was there was one time I was working at Cranbrook School doing security. And I'd like to apologize to, to to some of my best friends that are probably watching this because they don't they don't know that that this happened and they would have they want to kill me now because I didn't tell them how I was feeling at the time and I very nearly did it. But um I was working in Cranbrook School, I was in a I was in like um we had a like a maintenance compound um that we had to sit in with a sofa. Um and I was in there and I was crying at work. You know, no one could see me because it was just security at nighttime and patrolling and stuff. And I thought, I'm going to do it. I can't do this anymore. I can't be anymore. I can't be a father to my children like this. First thing that was going through my head was my children. You know, I can't do this to my children. But then I thought, but how can how I be a children? father? Four, four. Four children. So, yeah. 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 Um, you had a lot to, to live for. I had a lot to live for, but I also felt to myself, how can I be a father like this? broken and a mess like this i can't yeah. do this to my children did and you was, feel like it would it be better for them I, I felt like it would be less of a burden for them if i weren't around mm. so i started searching around in the compound and what i was looking for was pipe and i wanted to just um run the pipe from the exhaust into the van and just 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 go to sleep just, yeah. just start the engine and go to sleep and that was the easiest most comfortable way I felt like I could deal with it. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I didn't find any pipe. I really do believe in that state of mind. The way I was in that night, I might have done it. Mm -hmm. I really do. I might have done it. I had all my kids at that point, all four Fucking kids. glad you didn't. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and it didn't get any easier from then. You know, it got very hard. Then life began to be a real big battle from then. You know, um, missing my dad. You know, every time something bad happened in my life, I just, my dad was my always my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, like he was the go to, he was everything. Um, and then I didn't have that anymore. So it kind of like life from then was a, like a struggle going all the way through it, you know, just, just feeding off positives in the gym, yeah. you know, training, fighting, competing. My wife at the time, children, you know, just trying to feed off the little positives. Yeah. And then the negatives would just bring it down to different days. Yeah. And I couldn't cope. So I ticked through and I felt like I was getting somewhere. You know, I always miss my dad and always yeah, will yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Never changes. Um, but that was seven years ago now. And then, you know, my mum was doing everything she could to be my dad. And then obviously the next the next crash came, obviously Christmas time. Mm -hmm. um, no, this is Christmas this year. This was Christmas just gone. This was about five months ago. Yeah, just before. Um, and uh, my mum had COPD from smoking. Um and she was just fine, you know. Just Can we talk about that quickly because we've talked about this with the kids this this week for the kids that smoke. Yeah. Because obviously we deal with some challenging children yeah. that smoke and they're at 14. 14. Um, and we, yeah. we've like, it's not like, you know, like before we get into that, like, mm. oh yeah, you smoke, you get lung cancer and die. You know, it's on, it's on the fag packets and, you know, mm. scaremongering for want of the better word, but it's not scaremongering, is it? It's no, it's, 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 it's for real. a very good reason. Yeah. 
And I will say something that's very positive about this. Well, I say positive, it's not positive, but um, I will say something that's very useful and that my mum only started smoking when she was 40. Died at 74 with COPD. Yes, albeit she was a heavy smoker. Okay, all right. But at, at 74, yeah. you know, she only been smoking 34 years. Yeah. She started. So you, and that's why I said to these kids when I saw them smoking, you know, a few weeks back, I just said, do you actually understand what you're doing to yourself? Like my mum started smoking when she was 40 and she not was, 14. she was gone at like 74. Mm. I said, at your age, my goodness, you're not going to make 50. Mm. Like you're literally not going to make 50. Scary. Like, do you actually understand it? Like, yeah, and I watched, them, they just think they're cool. You know, with the cool kids, acting hard, having a fag. Yeah. Well, what have they got to be pissed off or upset or angry or stressed about? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. Um, then the second, the second sort of challenge came, and um, you know, the smoking had had taken its toll on my mum, but she was absolutely fine. It all really randomly came out of nowhere. Just she was fine, and then just got some breathing difficulties. Initially, actually, she was sectioned about three months before that, as you know. You know, we'd spoken about that sort of privately. She had her last yeah. section a few months before she died. So she, she had been in and out, hadn't she? In and out, yeah. But yeah. they knew what it was. They knew it was bipolar. It was easily treatable. She's only sectioned for two weeks, yeah. which was a lot better. Um, but then a couple of months after she came out from that section, um, she just breathing started getting worse. And I just thought and she, she was taken into hospital one night. Um, and then they just sat us down and just said, this is the end of life. I'm just kind of like, what you know do, do you want us to resuscitate her if she dies and, and i'm just like whoa 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 just chill yeah we're, we're not there yet <laughs> you know really you know and yeah so we had to make that decision and then she did get she did go downhill and get worse um and uh i remember the last thing my mom said to me actually which was just absolutely broke my heart it was just Oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, oh, the night, day before she died, I was um, she couldn't eat because obviously her throat was all sort of um, clogged up from the COPD and stuff. It was yeah. you know, she could hardly eat or, or breathe properly, you know. But she was conscious. And she asked me to feed her some strawberries, and she bought or they brought, brought her some strawberries around. So I was cutting these little pieces of strawberry up and just feeding them to my mum, and she couldn't even really talk. She was just wolfing these strawberries down, really eating them, you know. Yeah. And then she just, she finished all these strawberries and she stopped and she rubbed my hand and she went, oh, I'm sorry, I'm such a pain. You know, um, and, and I said, oh, mum, you're not a pain. I said, you know, I'd do it every day, all day if I had to, you know, but just, and then um, probably the next day, the day that she, she died that evening, um, the next day I popped in here in the morning and um, I came in and she was really, really bad. That, that it was at a point where, you know, I, I knew it was probably going to be today or tomorrow or, or you know, yeah. it was very, very soon. Um, and she just, um, she just looked at me and she, uh, she, she just said, oh, I just want to go home and be with Jesus. And I said to her, well, you know, mum, that that's where you're going to go, don't you? you? You do know that. Yeah. And she went, yeah. And I said, and those that call on his name, he will come to him, you know. And then she just closed her eyes and just started calling out just Jesus. Jesus, you know, out loud, you know, in the middle of in the middle of the hospital ward, um, and then, and then it was shortly after that that she passed away, um, mm. while calling out his name, mm. um, and it was just such a bitter sweet thing to see. Um, but when she went, just like I didn't cry, 
there was I was just absolutely shocked. And I just thought, oh my days, that's both of them gone. Um, how am I gonna deal with this? What, what, what am I gonna do now? This was only five months ago, yeah. you know. So I'm still I'm still on that journey at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um fortunately I can tell you I'm not looking for pipe. Yeah. All right, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you don't have any. No, <laughs> no. Um, but but you know, it's certainly just my, my head is everywhere. You know, and yeah. just like yeah. it's it's hard to really grasp. You know, some people like a lot of my close friends, they they're like n- not close to their mum and dad, or they're close to their dad, not close to their mum. Yeah, well, know, I'm close to it. That's mine. Yeah, there's yeah. you know, everybody's got their own sort of little relationship, yeah. but yeah. unfortunately. I say, unfortunately, it's a good thing. I shouldn't look at it so bad, but I was very, very close to my mum and dad. Mm. And then when it's taken from you, you know, it doesn't matter at 39, 40, 50, it's still just as bad. And what's driving me and what's helping me, I believe, is obviously the gym as well. Work, gym, you know, keeping busy, keeping active, kids, you know, and family. Yeah. But um, it's really knowing as well that you're not the only one. Mm. And I'm trying to take away selfishness out of the situation so yeah. don't be selfish this is how I look at myself now I think of myself don't be selfish yeah. don't sit there and think you're the only person in the whole of the world that's lost their mum and dad no there's far worse there's far worse there's yeah. people out there that are maybe like 15, 16 years old that their parents go out and they're just driving the car and have a car crash yeah. and pass away Yeah, you know there's people a lot worse Yeah. so I've had the blessing of living 39 years with, you know, with my parents love having that love and support sometimes I wish my parents hated me now I've got to be honest like they hated me and were never with me like like that to make that loss easier because I'd just be like I don't care that's, yeah. that's cool I'll crack on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's the love that hurts isn't it yeah yeah it's how they how how, how good they were with me and, and how you know I know my mum was in hospital a lot and, and sectioned and stuff but she was a phenomenal you know very very loving mother you they know, were always just poorly. Like, like when I used to come around and stuff, they were always. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, they're good, they're good parents. To yeah, yeah, they were, you know. But um, it's just really, I just, the reason why I like to talk about it and like to try and explain it is because it, it can give people an insight into sort of like the signs and signals of, of mental health and how, how, you know, how important it is to just try and just take that step back, take that sit back and recognize that you might need some help. You know, and when I went to counselling, it, it did help me in ways. Mm. It did, you know, it was someone neutral to speak to. Yeah. Um, did it help getting off your chest? Yeah. Do you think? Like, I think so. Because sometimes when you talk to people that you know, you know, they kind of don't understand it. Like, oh, I understand, mate. Or could understand. be judgmental. And they haven't got the experience. Yeah, judgmental. Yeah. Haven't got the experience to know, you know, yeah. what to say in that moment. Like yeah. when the, when I, all I did when I went into my counselling was I just, I was just slated myself. You know, the problems I was going through at a time in a relationship. Yeah. You know, um, I was just constantly saying to the counselor, yeah, but I've done this, I've done that. You know, I did this to her, I did that to her, I said that to her. I had a go on on that day. I I was just self-pity, just blaming myself all the time of everything that I'm doing. And the counsellor just stopped me after five minutes, just, well, it's okay. It's all right. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It doesn't, you're, you're, you're allowed to make mistakes. You know, you believe in Jesus. So you're not. You're not Jesus, are you? No, you're a human being. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna mess up. She said it's just trying to learn from these mistakes. Yeah. You know, um, but recognizing it and and seeking help is just is crucial. And obviously, like how the gym helps as well. Find your hobbies. Find the things that 
that you know that will lift you out of a place you know and yeah. having those people around you as well it does help in the gym the gym massively has helped me and, and the martial arts and the things that I've done has helped me also mm-hmm. you know in, in it you know switching from different things as well changing my focus as well I'm not trying yeah. to suggest everybody switches from HKA and goes to <laughs> goes to West Hill Boxing Club I'm a great promoter of the club and I, <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> But do, getting involved in those things and chopping and changing things, like what George French would do, perfect. You yeah. know, he's, he's like, he's like, right, okay, Great. I'm going to have a break from the kickboxing. I'm staying with HK. I want to box. You know, do that. Yeah. It, those changes, you know, who knows? People like that could be going through things in their life and they you do use those changes for yeah. those focus, you know. Mm. And we, we get it so much. People like, you could go, oh, they're having a bad day and then you go home and then you hear why they're having a bad day and yeah. you think, well, no wonder they're having a bad day for, mm. for, for whatever reason. Um, and I, I do say to everyone, whether it be whether it be HKA or go to judo, go to archery, go running. Mm. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be us. It's not mm. it's not what it's about. You know. Yeah. It just get out in the world. Like you say, there's mm. always someone doing better than you, but there's mm. always someone who's not doing as good as you yeah. yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like there's always a positive and a negative. Yeah. And yeah. what I've found, or what I've learned a lot recently is you can get like one bad apple, mm-hmm. but in the bag of apples, that one bag apple will turn the rest of them bad. Yeah. And that's a little bit like depression, I feel, or bad, yeah. like, not even depression. You could have 10 really good things go on in a day mm-hmm. and then one bad thing will happen. And that one bad thing will affect the whole day. Although you've had 10 other good things that you've smashed, you know, I don't know you might win a tenner on a, a, on a scratch card yeah. and then you, you might get home and your missus has made lunch and then the neighbours come over and said he's collected a parcel because you were out. Mm. Do you know, like, like mm. all these little wins, these little, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and then one little thing could happen and it ruined the whole day. And that is exactly a big problem what I have now. Yeah. You know, you know, a big, big problem that I struggle with now, you know, like great things will happen in a day, you know, and then I will, something bad will happen or something somebody will say one thing to me that I don't like yeah and then that will be it it would it would change my whole mindset and then I now the problem I've got is I've got to snap out of the self-pity sort of like you know feeling sorry for yourself sort of sort of stage you know which is the problem and yeah. just try and accept what's happened you know most times it's not your fault anyway in reality, no, like you say, you say yourself pity. You're pitying about something that not you've not you've not actually done. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes without a shadow of a doubt, you know, I won't put myself down too much and say, it, you know, it's there are a lot of times it's not me, you know. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's been a and like I say, just when just when Dad had passed away and the years have gone by. That was seven years ago now, and then if anything, as bad as it seems to me to say it, like. It was kind of a relief when my mum had gone. She was suffering. She suffered for three days. You know, I watched it with yeah. my own eyes. So but she hadn't suffered for years, though. No, um, but she had Both your parents no. were taken so quickly. Yeah. I think it's really easy to accept if someone's ill for years. Poorly, yeah. You Probably. know it's you, coming. You, you know it's coming. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't like, make it easy, no. but... It, it, it yeah. gives you time to accept, I feel. Yeah. Whereas all of a sudden, if you come home and, and they're gone, like, you know, like I so say, your, your dad went in for what should have been something routine. quite routine, simple. And yeah. then you you get a phone call saying he's gone. I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, it's mental. Yeah. That, 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 to be fair, looking back on it, that was what really has, has broken me. Yeah. You know, you know, that, that, that destroyed me. It's not because my dad meant more to me than my mum. It's just that, that just, it was like, can't have that anymore. It, yeah. It was just like, I had no preparation time. 
it like my dad would like, you know. I know that sounds brutal, no preparation time, but no, like, but it is, it is, it is like that. You know, when you, when you, when someone is poorly like that, you can, you, you, you prepare for the worst. You do get yourself ready. And mm. when my mum, when we were told it was the end of my life, my mum should have seen my reaction. I was just like, I got this. I got this. It's, it's all right. It's all right. But I'm glad I didn't say it to my mum. <laughs> I should have been like turning. Yeah, you what? <laughs> yeah, like. No, but inside I was just like, you you know what you're going to feel like now. You know it. You felt it. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'm positive and hopeful, you know, that, that things, I'm still on that journey. You know? Well, it's still really new. Yeah. In reality. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to be like, oh, Jim, 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 but what do you feel has got you through? I mean, could, again, you've had some, mm. we haven't even talked about relationships and I, and I don't think we should. Um, but you haven't had the perfect relationships throughout. No, time. no, de- um, definitely not. You know, I've I've had you, children with three partners. Yeah, so you, there's been some bumps. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. I think. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so you've had some bumps. Yeah. To deal with, um, and then then you had obviously losing losing your dad and then your mum. Mm. You've had some big bumps to deal with at, at a youngish age, mm. Mm. and what. Why, if you had any advice for anyone, mm. what would it be? The the advice I'd have for somebody is first of all, if it's got that low that you're at a point like I was at in that day when when you know I'm looking for pipe to try and do something, you know that I shouldn't be doing, just it, seek help. It's the same thing that a lot of people would say. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Fury said the same. Lots of other celebrities have said the same. Seek help. Just yeah. just don't don't think that it's fine, especially if you've got children, because you know. Stay away from alcohol and drugs. Anything alcoholic. When you, if, I mean, I tell you now, that night, if I'd had a drink in me, luckily I was working, so I was in a sober frame of mind. Yeah. If I'd been drinking, yeah, it would have been over. And I know it. Yeah. For sure. Because the drink so avoid alcohol. Just it just you yeah, know drugs and alcohol. Yeah, drugs and alcohol. Because that will make you do it. People do it to mask their pain, don't they? Yeah. Like, I, I'm yeah. hurting, I'll have a drink, I'll, I'll do yeah. drugs. Yeah, um, but it's not. Yeah, seek the things you love as well. Seek the things you love. You know the hobbies that you love. Like you say, the gym. The gym is a big part. You you do so. It'd be a big part for me. But whereas some for some other person, it could be gymnastics club. You know, or it could be jujitsu training, or it could be you know whatever. You know, so yeah, or bowls. Yeah, yeah. My stepdad actually, my mum's husband actually just started bowls. So yeah, there you go. He's using that. Well, you're not going to be doing jumping, spinning, sidekicks at 75. Uh, Well, I'm not going to try. Actually, 83. Wow. In my head, I'm going to be doing it. Yeah, (laughs) but whether we are or not, no. So yeah, but he started bowls coincidentally. So so he's using something to to have a focus and to socialise. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that yeah. Rather than sitting at home in your self pity, and that's the problem. Now, yeah, didn't even think about that as in to talk about but that's the problem and we're not going to get into it but like sitting at home by yourself in your four walls with your computer with your phone yeah isolated and that's the next problem I've got to fix because that's the problem I'm having I'll go to the gym I'm lively you'll see me I'm like hi guys hi guys hi guys you alright you alright everybody hello I'll go home I'll finish the gym so maybe you need to start maybe some five six hour classes I don't know (laughs) 2am class I'm not doing that bad idea although I'm awake (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but um, yeah so that's the problem you know like I have sometimes I'll come back from the gym and I'll go home and I'll go sit in my room and it's like 
okay, right, lift yourself up. You've had a good training session. All right, what are you going to do now? Oh, I'll put on a film or, you know, play on my computer a bit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's find something. Just just keep yourself, you know, keep yourself, surround yourself with good people, people that understand. Keep your hobbies going. Seek help. Don't you? you know, that's the best best advice I could give, you know, and, and I'd certainly, if anybody knows me that's listening to this and talking, you know, I'd, I'd always be there. Yeah. For somebody, you know, anybody that's going through what I might have gone through. And be there for people as well. Yeah. So many people. Try and recognise it. <laughs> it's so easy, it's not easy, but it can be so easy to go, look, come have a quick chat, come have a coffee. Mm. Let's have it like, let's just give me 10 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they want to talk or sit in the corner and cry or just hold no. your hand or whatever. No. Like just kind of be there for every, like each other. Like yeah. the more I do this, the more I'm realising. Mm. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? And I know you asked, you wanted to do this anyway. This um, was to get it off my chest, though. Mm. You know that 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 was reason. You know, I thought to myself, you know, because you, you you I mean, you approached me about it, and I was a bit like, yeah. "Well, are you sure?" Yeah. Because yeah, you know, I felt like it would be good to talk about it to get it off my chest, like you know. Um, and and that, that that kind of thing can help. Yeah, you know. And then I'd advise other people to do the same, so I don't bottle it. Has it helped? Yeah, I do. I do think so. I do think so. And I think you see it over time as well. Yeah. You know, like like I might not feel it's helped right this split second. No. But when I walk out of there, I might take a deep breath yeah. and just be like, "Oh, talk! I spoke about it." You know, mm-hmm. people might hear that. Somebody might turn around and say to me, "Flipping out, Dave." I think you um, you know, yeah. And you know, flipping out, Dave. I didn't realise you were quite going through that. My best mate Gavin, one of my best mates, Gavin, anyway. Yeah. And Scott, they're going to kill me. Yeah. You know, for yeah. the pipe incident. You know, don't do I that because we'll end up in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because they didn't know about it, and they would have said to me, "Dave, why didn't you?" Why, why didn't you tell me? Tell well, me? you know, you but, don't, yeah. but I, I believe people that say it and try and cry out for that help, I, but I actually had intentions of doing it, which was why I didn't say it. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to do it. And I think if you talk about it, you probably won't do it. Yeah, that's what that's what I hear a lot of. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it. You're not. Whereas if you don't talk about it, they're the ones that yeah. will do it because you're not publicised. Exactly. Yeah. It's only that's it. That's actually the first time publicly that I've, I've let anybody know. I don't. I actually don't think anybody knows that. I don't think I've told anybody that. You know. So. So um, it like say the journey is still well done, the, the journey well is still going. Mm. The journey is still going, and um, like I say, I'll always miss my mum and dad. But but you know I've got to try and keep it going for the kids and, and for everybody else. And and that's that's when people talk about the selfish part. So you've lost your mum and dad. You can't cope. You feel you feel like you. It would be easier for them if you wasn't about. But then yeah. if you wasn't about, fucking hell, they've just lost their dad as as you've done. But they're exactly. like like you talked about. You know you're you're nearly forty. Mm. You had forty years. Mm. They've you. Uh, so your your Megan's children 20, are, yeah. So far, well, I was actually going to start like. So you've got mm-hmm. um, Ma- Megan's twenty, Brandon's sixteen, yeah. Um, Hayden's twelve, Logan's seven. seven. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Poor like, little Logan, you know, he's like, only been like seven Christ, years. Christ, if you had done that, he's only seven. Well, Logan wouldn't have got to know his dad. No, it's like he's still got his own life. Looking back on it, I'm glad. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, it was just a moment I had, you know. I feel like a right arsehole now trying to change this up. Got <laughs> <laughs> no. all that deep stuff and now I want to... Yeah. Right, let's lighten it up. Let's yeah. It up. So thank you for the advice. Yeah. Christ, thank you for talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, which way should we go? Right. Um, is there anything you want to ask me? Let's, let's, let's go there. 
Yeah, let's line up. I know you said you might have something you want to ask me. So oh, right. it's actually it was just when you said that you know is there anything you might want to ask me? I just thought yeah. You know, that's so, so go on. Give me the truth. Give me the truth at William Park School. What did you think of me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The absolute truth. Did you think uh, I was a twat? So, I, I kind of had like a mixture because I feel like you changed over time. And one of my big problems is, and I still get told it now, now I'm 40, or coming 40, like I'm too nice to everyone too much of the time. I give people too much leeway. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have two voices in my head. So I met you and I thought, oh, he's all right. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit full of himself, but he's all right. And that's kind of my knee jerk yeah. thing. Um, and then we were just sort of, well, I don't know, friends, but not best mates, but more than associates. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we were more than, you're all right, all right, pass me the corridor. But we wasn't mates to start with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then we become friends in the club. But then as you got better, I got a little bit more... Do you know what I mean? And like when, when, you, when you become um, Prince Nassim Warren... Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, because you idolised Nassim. Mm. Um, and then you Hope start... did, to be fair. And then, you know, you crossed, like, even I did. But I mean, like... You, Where's Bollock going to go off? Paul, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, if you drop a man's in that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you fucking like, went mad uh, to me. Uh, yeah. like, Don't you fucking ever drop your hands in, that, in a fight again. Yeah. Sorry, I was just only trying to yeah. be like Nazim. Yeah, Christ. Not, hello. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do remember it. Yeah. And um, there was that bit of me going like, yeah, Dave's all right. And then there's a bit of me going like, he's a complete twat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it wasn't like you were an enemy or no, I hated you. I could just be an idiot. I was just like, you're just a twat. Well, what are you doing? You're not Nassim. You're not Bruce Lee. Who do you think you are? But you were a friend. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I so almost like a bipolar kind of... Coincidentally. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, quite, yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, and we all do it. We all want to be like like our superheroes or, you know, like back in the days of wrestling, everyone wanted to be like the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. That I've certainly of. changed on that now. I don't look to inspire to be anybody. I want to be me <laughs> yeah. now. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, so, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's what I honestly thought of you. Um, obviously, we had good days and bad days. There were... I, I remember one of my strongest memories was when we went trick-or-treating. Do not remember that. No, trick or treating down uh, Linley Drive, Elphinstone Road. Um, and I, re I remember. Um, oh, my days. Yeah, we had an argument about what we were going to wear. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> no, man? honestly. Yeah. Because um, you was originally meant to come to my house and we was going to do it in Silver Hill. Right. Um, and then you was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't be bothered to walk. And I was like, well, I still want to go trick or treating, Dave. And then I ended up coming to yours. Um, and then we've oh, done it around your my area. Days. Um and I remember like just having that, like, why did I have to come to yours? Why, why did we have to change plans? Like even at the age of like 13, 14, I was like, mm. I, I had that kind of mindset of like, well, that was the plan. Why have we changed? Mm. Stick to her. Yeah, like, I, like, I was like that when I was 12 and I'm like that now. I don't like change, cha I don't like plans changing, i.e. they changed this morning. We were going to do this this afternoon. I wasn't yeah. going to work this morning. Yeah. Plans have changed. changed. And I'm learning to just, mm. it is what Go it is. It. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, and then we walked out of the gym earlier and then we had to go back into the gym because it had to change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm learning yeah. to deal with change. You know, yeah. you there's some things you can't control. No. But it still annoys me. I'm just like, well, that was my plan and I want to stick mm. to it because I haven't got enough time in the day. I didn't even me. know that. I yeah. couldn't remember that. You come around. 
Yeah. So I've like vivid memories of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I remember the day you come up and chin me. Um, yeah. I, 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 I literally, I can see myself standing on top <laughs> stairs by the doors. We were waiting for break to finish. Yeah. There was a bit of rah, rah, rah. You thought you was really big. We was mo- arguing about something pathetic. Mm. And then you walked up. I'm like, your mum. And you, I remember you turned around and you looked at me and just, it's almost you looked at me and you didn't know what to do. You looked yeah. at me and just gone, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and Dum! it was like that, yeah. And I remember going like, that, like looking up at the the roof, I could see the roof of that, and I, I sort of gone. And then I went. I think I had a nosebleed as well. Yeah, you nose, were like, you were like, like that. I gone. And I remember going, "Is that what you got?" And you just looked at me and went. And you walked off. I just turned around, just drawn off. I was like, yeah. "Yeah, that's all I got." Yeah, and then I remember like Dan, Dan James. Um, and a few of the others and uh, they were like Ian just don't let him go away with that like mm. do you know what I mean and that was like when we was 11 yeah 28 years ago crazy. 29 years ago didn't you? <coughs> um, so we always got on we always, uh, we'd have our tiffs as we'd all have tiffs yeah um, but I, I generally thought you was alright mm. and you was a good friend and I just then, needed to grow up and then there was times when you was a bit of a dick mm. or twat or, um, but then like the next day you'd be normal again mm. so mm. Again, like dealing with something last week, I'd be like, people. Someone was moaning about something else, mm. and I would just be like, "Well, it's, it's them. It's what mm. they like. Yeah. Like, you know, they're going to be like that every week. Yeah, you know, X and X is moaning about Y. Mm. He's always going to moan about Y. So mm. just accept it. That's what they do. Yeah. Or you're going to let it eat and eat at you and eat at, and wear you down, and you're going to snap. You yeah, it's going to tear you apart. Yeah, over yeah. something that is really small as well. It's like yeah, pathetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, that's what people are like. You, mm-hmm. you, I think you have to accept certain people for certain things and just yeah, do it. Otherwise, it's going to chew you up. And then you have an argument and then you're going to fall out as friends. Because mm-hmm. we could have fallen out so many times. Oh, yeah. And I mean proper fallen out mm-hmm. over what you, you think you're It would have been pathetic. You're not yeah, pathetic, Dave. Sort out. Yeah. But, and I'm sure there are people at school that hated you for it. Yeah. No, it would be. Like I say, I had my bickers with many of them. But then, like I said, we all do to cross. Look at what we do at the moment. But I'm so glad that we changed and like, I'm so glad that we all grew up. Like, yeah. you know, and like, 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 I mean, I mentioned his name because you mentioned it earlier, like Rob Magri, for example. Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie. So it's Mackenzie that gave you yeah. this year. Again, he gave me a load of grief, so did Magri and the rest of them. Yeah. Unless he's Mackenzie. Like, he's grown up. Mm. When I look at some of the people were not so nice at school like mm. now like uh, Rob Magri owns his own mm. uh, Premier 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 Taxis big shout that's out that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like he helped us out for fight night last year oh did he then, yeah he, he sponsored it yeah which is really really cool so big shout out I still see Rob Magri about yeah. it times, but like. my point is like he's matured mm. like yeah. a, a lot of us have matured and I think you're just kids at school and Mm. That's what kids do. Yeah. Like nowadays, we get someone comes and say, oh, I'm being bullied. Thingy pushed me. Thingy kicked me in the shin. Called me a name. Well, yeah. Like, you're a kid. That's what happens. Yeah. It's still it. I still get called bald and ginger. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. 40, but I can't change it. I called bald since I was finishing 40. <laughs> well, yeah. You lost it a lot quicker than I did. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Good question. Did that help? Does that help the answer? <laughs> What's that? What I thought, yeah. Yes. It did. It's what I thought. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was just like, I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask. I'm going to ask you, see if you'll be honest about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I, I, I admire you massively for opening up, for talking about 
what you've never spoke about before. I mean, I didn't even know that, so I'm quite touched that you've done that. Oh. I really hope that's helped. Um, like, I'm obviously you're a member of staff, you're a good friend, you're a coach, you're part of my fighting team, you're part of the squad. Yeah, so, and right. I'm glad you are a part of that. You know, it's nice to have you on board, and I'm glad we are mm. kind of. You know, Christ, it's like we'd be sitting here 25 years ago. Yeah. That is. Just have a Sega Mega Drive and all that. Yeah, we would, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, just five really quick questions. Uh, what's your strangest eating habit? Strangest eating habit? Cadbury's cream egg. I have to what's put the whole thing in all at once. Bit weird, but I just, I, 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 I don't bite it. See, I, I, I bite the top it. off and then eat the way around and then lick the middle. Like, I'd sort of break it down. It's another strange eating habit, but for me, it's just like open up, boom, I've got this great big fucking egg on. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I have to do. Yeah, yeah. Love eggs. So if anyone wants to send me any of them, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your best memory? Um, oh, my days. Oh, it's got to be um, the birth of the kids. It's got to be. It has yeah. to be. Like, just when they're first born, it's just like, whoa. Definitely. My kid. Like, there he is. There yeah. he is. All she is, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And pass him a driving test as well. That's a big one. Yeah, one of my best. Like, just like when he says, you made Free! it through. Yeah. Free! And I will have one to add to that on the 24th of March, if the army goes well, and I pass my selection. Back in. Because to get sat down at the end of that weekend, being absolutely destroyed. Yeah, that's been a few in. bumps for you as well. Oh, quick, two years, two years of fight. No, but I mean that's another, that's yeah. another podcast. Um, yeah, but if I've seen, I've got my selection on twenty fourth of March. So if mm-hmm. I pass that, um, I'll be officially in the British Army, and I'm going to be a PT in the British Army as well. Nice. Um, so I'll be able to bring that back with me. Fantastic. You know, put on army circuits. Well, something that's in my head. I don't want to go into too much detail. It's been in my head for years. Um, I was talking last week about it, and when I went away yesterday, mm-hmm. it kind of recirculated um, about being able to do a proper boot camp for certain children mm-hmm. and being able to supply schools with that kind of level of it needs to sort out. I become a qualified PT mm-hmm. for the British Army. It's official qualification. Yeah. You know, they send you away. Yeah. It's trained for it and everything. You get all your PT kids and everything. Kind of admin room style. Yeah, it would be that. Yeah. yeah that's, and um, that's what well, I'd, I'd be well off getting involved in that, but I'd have to be qualified first. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch on it until we did. But my point is, yeah. that's something that's in my head that I want to do. And yeah. um, I think it's needed. And I think in five years' time, it will have to be necessary. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like we're going to be in a position to do that. Yeah. So I'm kind of well, on the mat burner. But yeah, don't let me. So don't. We won't forget it, but no. like, it's here yeah. with a million other things. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, if you was an animal, what would you be? Oh, bloody tough one. Uh, I think I'd be a tiger because my regiment are the tigers. Okay. They're the Princess yeah. Wales, cool. Wales's royal regiment is yeah, yeah. the tiger. So I'd, I would definitely choose a tiger because of that. Makes and they're pretty sense. dominant species. Yeah, so. yeah, not bad. Yeah, quite a lot of people will go for tiger. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I want to be a sloth. <laughs> yeah, nah, no, that's not me. That's yeah. not me. Um, who's your favourite artist or song? Artist or song? I'm a bit of a drum and bass head. Oh. I always have been because I DJ it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, something else we're not talking about. I wanted to ask you about that, but we, we won't. Yeah, I'm a DJ for years. So, let's say a, a DJ, because they ask a class of songs. Um, it's a DJ producer called Audio. Okay. Um, he's probably my favourite. Oh, wicked. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm a bit of a drum and bass head. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what is your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> Which one do you pick? <laughs> most embarrassing moment. I think when you prob- hit me and you didn't hurt me. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, no, I think probably looking back on it was when I went to call out to Scott Ransom, actually. Yeah. I, I was in town and I swear I saw Scott. 
and I went running up to him. I went to call out. I didn't. I thought, right, I'm going to jump on him. Yeah. And I jumped on his back. I was certain it was Scott. <laughs> this guy threw me off, and it weren't Scott. And it was just like, damn, you just me. I was like, whoa, I was, I was, you're not Scott. I was broken. Just, it broke me. I'm just yeah. like, I, 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 uh, I, uh, I've got no problem. Uh, I, I, I mean, I jumped on your back, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought, I, I got it out with him in the end. I yeah. said, I thought, you know, you were somebody else. And he wow. was kind of like, oops, yeah. prick. You know what? You, Stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, has to be, that killed me. That did. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Nice. Yeah. Well, once again, like, Thank you so much. Um, oh, I appreciate welcome. your time. I appreciate your honesty. I pre- yeah. appreciate you sharing some pretty deep stuff. Yeah. Um, we don't need to relive it again, but no. go through it. But for the people that have, are still with us, however long we've been going for, I just want to say uh, thanks for listening. I hope what Dave spoke about has helped. Yeah. I hope that maybe they can see some light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully find something to focus on, more than anything, help them realise that they're not alone. Mm, yeah. And for me, I, the more I go through, the more I'm starting to realise that's one of the biggest things people think they're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, have something to focus on, have positive friends around you. If not, get some. Yeah. Join a club, join a gym, mm. get out in the world, take a positive. Try not to let the negatives, and you've had some big negatives, mm. and we've only talked about half of them as well. Yeah, there is more. Um, more. Yeah, I just I just hope that's really helped some people. Yeah. Um, and I think all in all, like we seem to do pretty well, don't we? Like the coaching, the gym, the sparring. It, yeah, it, it's pretty full on. Without a doubt, it's working. You know, coming on board as a coach, it was like you know, it was it was it was a decision that I that I wanted to do. I felt it was where my heart was going. You know, I should be part of it. I should be giving some knowledge back from what yeah. I've learned, and um, it's worked. Definitely, it's worked, and I think it's helping yourself as well. You know, in ways, it's helping me. It's giving me a job, yeah, it does. Yeah. a second job. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's helped everybody really and um, it's nice to be a senior member of the team you it's know. nice to have you part of the team yeah no, I'm happy mate I'm happy and I'm going nowhere you know yeah. definitely well thank you once again no so worries, much yeah, it's good yeah. to see you yeah um, remember guys again we, we say so I say it all the time we've lived it we started when we was like 11 we're now 40 this year and we're still here mates having a laugh we have bumps here and there and we live in proof that it really um, it's not just a sport it really is a way of life be good see you soon thank you for listening if you enjoyed today's chat have any questions or feedback for us or would like to be on one of our podcasts leave a review and we will happily get back to you if you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member find all our contact details in the show notes make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast and remember It's not just a sport, it's a way of life.